Welcome to another special episode of The Dark Parade. My name is Bo, and I'm a found footage fool. Tell me the camera thing isn't annoying. Yeah, it's annoying. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Found Footage Fool, a bonus episode of The Dark Parade. Uh, look, if spoilers ahead, if you have any interest in seeing Delivery the Beast Within, which you shouldn't, I'm going to spoil the last 45 seconds of the movie where the only interesting thing happens, uh, so be warned. Again, you should not watch this movie... But if you're gonna, and you want to save the only interesting thing that happens in it for your viewing, then you should stop listening right now. And with that out of the way, uh, welcome to another episode of Found Footage Fool, a, a, an ongoing series in which I try to figure out why I continue to watch found footage movies and also apply a little bit of science to the uh, the found footage subgenre of horror films, uh, we have five criteria that we have set uh, before us uh, by which we will measure every single found footage movie we watch in this series. And without further ado, uh, let's get into it. The subject of tonight's uh, thesis is Delivery, The Beast Within from 2013, directed by Brian Netto. Brian Netto appears to have directed this, and he directed uh, three episodes of The 50 States of Fright, the series that was on Quibi, which, of course, is a failed network for people who only ever were going to watch movies and television shows in 10-minute bursts on their phones. So, crazy that it would fail. Anyway, Delivery the Beast Within is of that ilk that it borrows heavily from paranormal activity in that the idea is you're going to try to create a normal, you know, middle-class kind of environment, and then in that environment you slowly ratchet up the tension until you have this big explosion of action. Only none of that ever happens. <laughs> it's just the middle-class stuff. So the idea behind it is that... Uh, this couple, uh, uh, Rachel and Kyle, are having their first child. They've, they've had trouble conceiving. And there's a director named Rick, and he and his camera crew are going to follow them through the pregnancy. And that it's going to be kind of a reality show all about uh, what it's like to be pregnant, what, what it's like to go through this uh, you know, pregnancy, especially after having so much trouble previously. And uh, that premise is a pretty good one. And, except, of course, uh, at one point it seems as if the baby has died, only the baby doesn't die, and instead becomes the host for a demon named Alastor. Or something. So, <laughs> Alastor uh, picks uh, Rachel to be his unholy bride and and give uh her his his evil seed only it's not like rosemary's baby or anything where you actually see this conception uh or or anything like that it's just 
that's sort of what the movie implies. Um, but let's get into the criteria. Now that we've established what the movie is about, um, number one, is there a good reason to keep the camera on? And yeah, it, you know, we're doing a reality show. There's a lot of handheld camera work. There are cameras set up inside the home, you know, got that kind of security footage. That all makes sense. So as far as criteria number one goes, keeping the camera on, uh, home run. Uh, this movie uh, is a total success so far. Let's get to number two, characters. Uh, this is where it gets a little dicier. I actually think the performances are, in fact, pretty good. I think uh, Laurel Vale as Rachel and Danny Barclay as Kyle are fairly convincing as this couple. Uh, it's not a lot of improving. This seems to be mostly written, so you don't have the trouble of bad improvisation between uh, the actors. I, I think it's a, a pretty good relationship, but the characters are kind of thin, and there are moments where you just don't understand why them. And maybe, you know, the, uh, the ultimate idea is, well, this could have happened to anybody that's having a baby, in which case, somebody ought to say that. Um, but let's, all right, so the characters are kind of fine. They're a little thin, but, you know, this is a reality show kind of thing. And the actors are doing their best. So, eh, eh, you know, we're going to say that this is about a 50% kind of deal on the characters. And then we get to criteria number three, which is authenticity. Does this feel real? And like I said, this seems largely scripted, but it's not so scripted it's not like uh the the movie we did about the haunted hotel followed was the name of that one where it feels so scripted that it doesn't really feel like a found footage thing or it doesn't feel that authentic it just feels like a movie that is filmed in a found footage style this does feel more authentic in the sense that these are characters that seem to you know be actual people and the situation is very organic and so forth but and and the, you know the reality show setup and all that stuff all that feels real enough and in fact one of the best qualities of the movie is when you see the opening of the show that the reality show that they're doing and it looks like the opening to any cable television reality show that part of it was really really good um but then we get into our final criteria, and this is where things kind of fall apart, which is the watchability uh, factor of it, and then we'll get to the other one in a minute, but um, it, it doesn't look terrible, and there is a, a shifting in between sort of the close, not close circuit, but the security camera kind of footage, the handheld footage. Uh, these personal diary cameras that they have and all that. So the look changes between those. Um, but it's also kind of dull. You know, that's that's the thing with these movies is that you don't want to go from zero to 60 in three seconds. You want to slowly build the tension of the film. But you can slowly build the tension so slowly that it just puts you to sleep, which uh, 
quite frankly, this did the first time I watched it. And then I had to go back and watch it again because I started to nod off. Uh, just because nothing was really happening. I was like, ah, maybe I'm just tired. So let me let me go back and watch it again. Nope. It's just that not much is happening in this movie. And sure, some dogs get murdered by pregnant women. That's something that happens. But it's so quick and you don't see the actual, you know, the, the violence of that. You just see the aftermath of it. And it's a lot of like, boy, Rachel is starting to act a little weird, isn't she? She sure is. Boy, her artwork is is certainly taking a dark turn. Oh, it sure is. Um, boy, you know, it's weird that every time we aim our camera at her belly, it kind of glitches out a little bit. Yeah, that is pretty strange. And that's kind of it. There's no moment. Like, I always think of that moment in Paranormal Activity where they're screwing around with the Ouija board and then they leave and you get the long shot of the Ouija board that just bursts into flames, right? And that's a real something. Or you hear the scratches in the ceiling. There's the whole like, really tense scene where they go up in the attic um, and only to find a picture of Katie from childhood and all that. And that kind of stuff feels like you're you're sort of building the story and and also having a good scary scene to go along with it. And that's what Delivery never gets around to doing is building up the story of this other than she kind of mentions the name of this demon and gets a little bit into demonology and the occult but all of this is so around the edges of the story of her pregnancy that it feels like an afterthought it's almost like they were actually doing this delivery uh reality show and we're like, oh, this totally doesn't work. What if we made it a horror movie by filming like five extra scenes? And that's kind of how it feels. So it's a real slog to get through. And which brings us to our final criteria, which is scares. Is the is it a very scary movie? And that's the big letdown is because there's just not enough scenes where we're trying to you know, build some kind of mythology with the story and, and have all these scary demons and whatnot. Um, you know, she, she, at one point she says like, Oh, I have this dream about this hand reaching out for me. Only it has these claws. It's like, how about you just show me, show that to me one time, you know, show me some stuff in the background. Like, um, we, we did that movie a while back called Aurora about the, uh, the ghost girl and, and, one of my complaints with that movie, not really even a complaint, but one of the things about that movie is that it was very vague in terms of what was really happening. You had to kind of piece a lot of that together yourself. And that's fine um, because there was enough there to piece a story together. And the big problem with this is you don't really have anything to kind of hang your hat on. Like, I kept waiting for the mother to turn out to be a creepy character who had somehow initiated this or had something to do with it. And that never happens or that maybe Rachel made some deal when the baby died. Only that doesn't seem to be happening either. And instead it's just a bunch of stuff that doesn't really have a, a great, uh, like a narrative propulsion to it. It's just a bunch of stuff that kind of happens. And here we get to the final 45 seconds. One final word of warning that I'm going to spoil. The only thing that is kind of interesting about this movie 
is you go through this whole film following her pregnancy and she's getting darker and more depressed and she kills the guy's dog uh, because she is presumably under the influence of this demon or whatever. And then she is going to give birth and there's a bunch of business surrounding this where, you know, the midwife is there, but they end up calling a doctor and maybe she's going to go to the hospital and then just all the power goes out and she's giving birth to this baby and she does. She has a son and as they're like, oh, look, it's a healthy baby boy. And then she just grabs a pair of scissors and stabs this fucking baby and I was genuinely shocked by that. I was like, oh my goodness. Well, I wonder what's going to happen next. And the answer is nothing. They give you a couple of, you know, uh, text, some inserts on the screen of like, yeah, it turns out that uh, after she did this, she went to a home for the criminally insane, then killed herself. And her husband went on to move away. He's got a nice fiance now and they're about to have a baby too. So, you know, I guess it all worked out for him. I mean, he doesn't have a dog anymore, and his wife went crazy and killed their baby that was probably possessed. But it doesn't do enough to sort of play with the idea of, oh, maybe she was just crazy, or maybe she wasn't, you know? Like, if you're going to do that, is, is the baby possessed or isn't it kind of thing, then you need to give that some screen time. And that never really happens, you know, other than Kyle being concerned that her mental health is not great, but also there's weird shit that would suggest that it's paranormal, but nothing like there's some EVP stuff that doesn't really come to anything. Um, it's, it's just kind of a mess and not a very entertaining one. And for a movie that ends with a a kind of a shocking moment where she stabs this baby it was like they had that idea of like oh what if this woman is possessed by a baby and the last scene of the movie is going to be her you know bringing the child to birth and then she's immediately gonna stab it and that's the idea that they had and everything else uh flowed from that but there just weren't enough good ideas surrounding the premise Um, to make it worthwhile like there is a good movie to be made of this notion and i'm sure that uh, i will see a bunch of these in the process of found footage fool uh, that deal with pregnancies and whatnot Um, but this is not that movie this is not the good one Uh, it it felt like a a bit of a waste of time Uh, i think the actors were pretty good and it seems to be a waste of their talents other than you know, Rachel Massey being able to give a couple of creepy looks to the camera here and there. And this dude, Danny Barclay as Kyle, uh, being frantic. And I think they're both pretty good at, at doing those things of, of bringing a little bit of life to the roles. I just don't think there's very much here. And as found footage movie goes, it's one of it. It's competently produced but it's one of the worst that we've talked about in terms of just bringing any kind of entertainment to the table. Like the watchability and scare factors, those last two categories uh, that we use to judge these movies, that's where it all falls apart. And, you know, I, I don't even think it's badly directed. I think this is just a bad script. 
um, that doesn't understand what you what ingredients you need to make a really successful found footage horror film that can keep an audience captivated all the way through. So, eh, bit of a bummer this time around. All right, folks, that is going to do it for Found Footage Fool. Let's give it uh, a rating and be done with this. Uh, I'm going to go like a one and a half stars. I think, Like I said, I think the acting is okay and the direction is competent, but there's just no there there. And so I just couldn't possibly recommend this to anybody. I just don't think that there's anything about the story that's worthwhile if you it's available for well free it's available if you have an amazon prime subscription uh if you want to go to the very end of the movie and see this woman stab a baby that's kind of interesting um (laughs) but that's about it so uh thanks as always folks for listening to the found footage full bonus episodes i really appreciate uh, you coming along for the ride for the Dark Parade stuff. There is going to be more coming soon. We've got a Heart of Horror and a What You Watching coming this month. Uh, as well as, I think I'm finally going to get around uh, to having the time to do uh, the uh, bonus episode that is all about new horror movies. And uh, I'm hoping to get that off the ground this month, but we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what Christmas brings. If uh, Santa leaves me a new podcast under the tree, uh, a new bonus episode. But uh, I want to thank you everyone for leaving reviews and for following the show. Uh, if you are subscribed to iTunes, please leave ratings and reviews. That helps a lot there. I really, uh, Boomer actually left us a, a great review on iTunes, and I really appreciate that. Uh, so if you would do the same, that would be terrific. It, it helps with visibility of the show a whole lot. And as always, the best thing you can do is just to tell people that you're enjoying the show. No, Nobody can sell this show better than you, the listener, that happens to be enjoying it. So if you are enjoying the show, uh, you know, please share it in your social media feeds. If anyone happens to uh, talk to you about what horror podcast you might recommend, uh, then, you know, point them our way and, uh, and hopefully uh, they'll enjoy it as well. So that is it for this time on Found Footage Fool. We will be back... Ladies and gentlemen, starting next week, we are going to begin a new series uh, after doing Let the Right One In and Let Me In. Uh, We're going to be doing all three, count them, three Black Christmas movies. That's right, Black Christmas from 74, Black Xmas from 2009, and uh, Black Christmas again. And I believe that is 2016 or 2019. I can't remember off the top of my head now, but it's one of those. And uh, we'll be doing all three of those movies. I have seen two of them as of this recording. And uh, a little bit of spoiler, I was fine with both of them. thought they were both okay. I mean, one's a classic and the other one was kind of fine. So, uh, but you will hear more of that. We've got some great guests lined up to talk about those movies. Uh, Court Psyops is going to be joining us for the first time. Richard Glenn Schmidt is going to be joining us for the first time. It's going to be great. So that's coming down the pipe very, very soon. Heart of Horror with uh, Kate Pollock coming uh, next week. Uh, And we're going to be talking about Edward Scissorhands. So just a lot of great stuff coming here in December on the Dark Parade. So make sure you are subscribed. Uh, Download the episodes multiple times. Make Just burn up the internet downloading these episodes. That's what I want. And then eventually we will rule the world. 
But not today, sadly. Until next time, our domination of the planet will have to wait. Uh, and I will talk to you very soon here on the Dark Parade. See you then. <laughs>